and welcome to episode three of Napod Pomo Spider a Day podcast. I'm Donna and I'm a co-host on the Varmints podcast, a podcast about animals, part of the Podfix network. Search the internets for those names and you will find us wherever podcasts are found. Spiders are weird and creepy, but also oddly compelling, and some of them are even adorable. Instead of talking about a particular spider, some of these episodes will address general questions submitted either on the Varmints Podcast discussion group on Facebook, or sent to me in Google Chat or email. I hope these little tidbits of information will increase your appreciation of these amazing animals and encourage you to go out and learn more about them. So without further ado, Spider Q&A. Monica asks, how many spider babies live to adulthood on average? So it's going to depend on the species and the specific challenges the babies have to overcome, like are their siblings trying to eat them? Are their parents trying to eat them? How many predators are around? But in general, the number seems to be about 1 in 100. This is a good example of what is called an R, that's the letter R, lowercase, R selection strategy of reproduction in nature, which means that the species produces a lot of babies. The babies grow quickly and have a short lifespan. This is contrasted to a letter K, that's an uppercase letter K, K strategy of selection, where there are fewer offspring, they grow and develop slowly, and have longer lifespans. Those are the two extremes, and most animals fall somewhere in the middle. Great question, Monica. We got two really good questions from Cotton Shorts, exotic animal rancher, who has been a frequent guest on our April 1st shows. Cotton asks, how old are spiders and when did they first evolve? The general category of arachnids who were like spiders seems to have appeared about 380 million years ago. True spiders seem to have appeared at about 305 million years ago, which is when spiders apparently separated themselves from the arachnid pack by developing spinnerets and silk production. His next question is, what are the most extremophile spiders? An extremophile is basically an animal that lives in a super hostile environment. The Euphrates omnisuperstes, or Himalayan jumping spider, lives at elevations of up to 6,700 meters, or 21,982 feet, in the Himalayas including on Mount Everest. This spider is very possibly the highest living permanent resident on Earth, and is definitely the highest living spider. They are found among rocky debris, feeding on tiny stray springtails, and flies that are blown up on the wind. I couldn't find a number one hottest climate spider, but suffice it to say, spiders seem to be very, very well adapted to high heat. Death Valley, California, which holds the record for the hottest temperature ever recorded so far, hosts 55 families of spiders. Extreme cold spiders are another matter, though it's important to note that climate change is causing two things. Spiders are getting bigger and a spider baby boom. So if you don't like spiders, climate change is going to be even less fun for you. But I digress. 
The Arctic hosts about 100 species of spider that have all developed amazing ways of surviving in cold temperatures, from clever living conditions like burrowing under the snow, to physical developments like having cells that only allow eyes to form outside their cell walls. There are even species who produce a chemical to prevent ice from collecting on their bodies. That's spiders with antifreeze, everybody. I looked and looked for a spider that lives in a toxic environment, but couldn't find anything but articles about how venomous spiders do or don't affect humans. And I couldn't figure out a specific set of search terms to use to get around this human-centric obstacle. If anyone out there knows an answer, is there a spider that lives in a poisonous or toxic environment? Let me know, and I'll talk about them on the show. Chris from the Varmints Discussion Group asks, Do spiders like Campbell's soup? This question is a reference to Paul's soup reviews for last year's Napod Pomo. And the answer is no, indeed they do not. But it's a good opportunity to talk about what spiders do eat and how. If you are queasy, you should skip this part. I found an article about this from the Burke Museum of Natural History and Culture in Seattle, Washington that is so good, I'm just going to read it to you. You can go look at the article yourself if you click on the link in the show notes. Ready? Myth. Spiders do not literally eat the insects they kill, they only suck the juices or blood. Fact. You can find this myth in many books. Even some scientists who have never bothered to look for themselves believe it. There is not a particle of truth in this idea. Spiders are not miniature vampires. All species, as far as we know, digest some solid parts of their prey. What makes it especially interesting is that the digestion process begins outside the spider, where anyone who wants to look can see how it works. Put a medium-sized insect in the web of a large orb-weaving spider in the garden. You will see that the spider bite the prey, wrap it in silk, wait for it to die, then begin to eat. As a first step in eating, the spider will literally vomit digestive fluid over the prey. Then the prey is chewed with jaws, or chelicerae, and the fluid is sucked back into the mouth together with some of the liquefied meat from the prey. The spider repeats this process as often as necessary to digest and ingest all but the inedible hard parts. What is discarded afterwards is a small ball of residue. Spiders other than orb weavers may eat the prey's body but discard some of the wings and legs, etc. Spiders with very small, if strong, jaws, such as crab spiders and cobweb weavers, make small holes in the prey and vomit their digestive fluid into the prey's body the end result being a hollow shell with some or most of the muscles and internal organs digested and sucked out. What a great article! So, that's very disgusting to us, but spiders clearly think it is delicious, delectable, and delightful. Mmm, nom 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 nom. Thanks for the questions, everyone. I'll answer more of them in an episode later on in this series. Join us tomorrow for another Napod Pomo Spider a Day. Goodbye for now! You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. 
The Podfix Network. Artist owned and loved.